listeners, and welcome back to the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. My name is Jeremy, and uh, Chuck Peters is not left the podcast. He has just taken a few weeks off, uh, so don't worry. He'll be back very soon. He asked me to, to guest host for a couple of weeks, and I'm excited to do that. Uh, this week, uh, we are talking about a topic that is so very, very uh, near to my heart. Uh, we are talking about kids ministry and music. And um, specifically, we're going to kind of talk in terms of choirs, uh, children's choirs and those kinds of things. Uh, but to help me have this conversation, I uh, have a special guest today. Her name is Stacy Porter. Stacy and I were uh, on staff together uh, in my days in Texas. And, uh, she is about as good as they come when it comes to, uh, engaging all different sorts of, uh, kids with music in, in some very unique ways. And we're going to talk about that, uh, in just a few minutes. Uh, but before we get to that, Stacy, welcome. Thank you so much, Jeremy. I appreciate you inviting me to be a part of this and uh, what a privilege and, and joy it is just to be here. So Stacy, what we like to do and uh, just tell tell our listeners, uh, just so they have a little context about who you are, tell our listeners uh, a little bit about yourself, where you're from and and sort of how did you get connection, uh, connection specifically to uh, uh, music and kids ministry? I'm at First Baptist Keller, which is uh, north of Fort Worth, Texas. Mm -hmm. um, I am, have a position on staff there as the Children's Worship Arts Coordinator. I've been in this position at First Baptist Keller. I'm in my 11th year wow. there. And so um, it has just been amazing to serve the Lord. And as you know, the people there are phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's just um, an incredible experience. This is such a near subject as a musician, as an artist. This is so, uh, so close to my heart um, and, and loving to see kids worship and experience music in such a variety of ways uh, is just so close to my heart. So let's start our conversation off to talk about music and kids. Uh, really, uh, so let me just ask it this way. What is so special about music that it connects to kids? We, we know that singing is dear to the Lord's heart. Make music unto the Lord, we're told many, many times. And so, you know, he created us that way. Um, so many times in scripture, we're commanded to sing, sing unto the Lord. And it's not, we have to, to really pay attention to the fact that it doesn't say, if you have a good voice, sing unto the Lord. <laughs> There's no disclaimer, you know, right. if you're talented or whatever it is, um, you know, Psalm 150, it talks about the various instruments, you know, mm -hmm. so not only singing, but instruments as well that, um, you know, let everything that has breath praise the Lord, Psalm 150, verse six. And so, you know, there it is, um, right. praise and worship. Well, yeah. And and, uh, and just to draw that out a little more, uh, you mentioned Psalms. We have an entire book. And of the Bible that's dedicated to music and worship. And so clearly uh, music is, is part of how God created us. It's part of his plan for, for us as Christians, part of his plan for his church. Um, we, we certainly don't want to miss that. What would you say are some of the benefits that kids uh, really have as they engage in music? Memorizing scripture. That's one good way to do it. Um, God created us with different learning styles. Each one of us has a different learning style. There may be several. It could be auditory, it could be visual, it could be kinesthetic or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But we need to tap into every possible way that we can get to reach kids 
for Christ. That could be through singing, that could be through playing instruments. So it is of great value to try to tap into each part, um, each learning style that we can get to. Um, just sitting and listening to scripture being read might not work for someone that's more of an active learner that needs to be experiencing it. They're an experiential learner. They need to be doing it. And so music naturally lends itself to that. One thing that we know, if you spend any time with kids, uh, you know that there are some kids that just, for whatever reason, either they, they, they themselves are not... They don't consider themselves musical. They 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 don't sing in in groups. Um, they don't engage in a traditional sense when we think of music, whether it's in in uh, worship, you know, standing there uh, in in a, in a maybe in a, in a corporate worship setting. They don't they don't sing or even in a choir. So, what are some ways, uh, real real practical ways? What are some ways that we can uh, engage? with kids who aren't maybe disinterested in music or, or feel like they're not musical when we know they're created that way, but how can we help them tap into that? What are some ways that you found? I would say to uh, use other activities other than just, we're gonna sit down and we're gonna sing right now. Mm-hmm. You know, that um, it's like you said, some kids don't like to do that. Maybe they've been told that they don't have a good voice, mm-hmm. which is terrible. Yeah, that is yeah. not anything that you would ever tell a child. Every child can sing. Going back to infants when they're cooing, mm-hmm. that's singing. That's vocal exploration. So that's a predecessor to singing. But uh, do something else that's going to engage that child. And if you can get them to buy into why they're there, you know, maybe it's playing a rhythm stick activity or doing some other kind of percussion or steady beat with by using a scarf, you know, or something like that. You have engaged that child. And before they know it, they're singing. Yeah. Then you say to them, wow, I love your voice. I love (laughs) hearing you praise the Lord. That is so wonderful. You did so good. And they start to get that confidence. But you've got to tap into another way. And it doesn't have to be just musical instruments. It could be visual art as well. You know, you change those activities up. You've, You've done a little bit of art here. And then you've got another activity over here. And then now we're working on this hymn of the month. You know, we we've painted a picture about what the hymn of the month is. And now, you know, let's listen to what the music is for that. And once you sing along with me after we hear it. So they have a vested interest in the music, if that makes sense. Yeah. You can kind of go in a, a back door, so to speak, to get that child interested instead of just saying you're going to sit down and you're going to sing and you're going to like it. Yeah. Such such good tips. I, and and you employ so many of those. And so, uh, again, for our listeners, uh, the, the, cha- the staff that, that Stacy serves on uh, is First Baptist Church of Keller, Texas. And they, um, she has a program that she uh, leads there. It's called Worship Arts for Kids, or affectionately known as WAC, W-A-K. And, uh, and uh, you use these uh, um, different variety of methods to engage all sorts of kids. It's not just a traditional choir. You do some of that, but um, but you do more than that. I'd love that for our listeners to hear a little bit about how you use some of these things you just said through uh, ORF instruments and, uh, and other types of activities to weave into your music program, your Worship Arts for Kids program, Mm-hmm. to engage kids of all different makes and sizes. Our WAC program ministers to three-year-olds through sixth graders. And so of those kids, um, we have a fully graded program. So we have a director for each 
age group. Um, that's about, on average, I would say 150 kids come on Wednesday nights in a normal year, a non-pandemic year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have 45 uh, adults that work with those kids. And yeah. so um, for first through sixth graders, in order to more effectively engage them, we have a variety of things. Um, yes, we do incorporate singing, and that is part of the whack hour. But we also have each grade group go through a different specialty elective. So our whack year is about 32, 33 weeks, September through May. And so every six weeks, we have the kids go through a rotation. So it's five rotations. Um, First graders, uh, for the first 30 minutes of WAC, so WAC means 6 to 7, so the first 30 minutes from 6 to 6.30, they are playing boom whackers as a group. We had a teacher come in and they explore that. And then 6.30 to 7 is when they have uh, their singing time, their different activities that they can do. So uh, second grade is doing chimes from 6 to 6.30. And then they have choir, 6.37. So um, as children progress through our program, they're exposed to uh, chimes, art, handbells, boom whackers, orph instruments, guitar class, uh, American Sign Language. So we use all of these different ways to reach children. We've got to do everything we can to reach these kids for God's kingdom. Yeah. And if that means playing orphan instruments, if that's singing, if that's playing boom whackers, then we've got to do that to exalt the Savior, to point them to him. Yeah, that's so good. And, and, it, and it's, it's such an important thing to have the variety. And that's one of the reasons things I love about the program is it has a variety. Um, boom whackers for those uh, who may not be familiar with is essentially just PVC pipe that you, you beat on things. And uh, so uh, tends to be real popular with the boys uh, because they love to beat on things with the boom whackers. Uh, but they have based on, uh, I think it's based on size uh, mm-hmm. and diameter, they had the different pitches. And so there's a musicality. It's not just beating on things. There's a musicality to it as well. Um, it's it's a little bit like, if I remember correctly, it's a little bit like, um, I know you, you mentioned chimes and some other things. Um, those are all kind of in the same uh, purpose family that I would say as uh, like a traditional handbells okay. in that everybody does a, a part. So everybody works, does their part to do something uh, to, to make the whole right. of, of the environment. So talk just a minute about how, um, how you emphasize that particular aspect of, it's really an example of the body of Christ, but okay. how, do you, how do you work on that? You took the words out of my mouth. Oh, no, I jumped ahead of you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. No, um, you know, boom whackers, that's a great example. Um, yeah, it's it's a piece of, of plastic pipe, and it's each one's a different color, you know. But as children progress through these, these phases of music education, they don't know that's what they're doing, but that is part of what it is. Um, the color matches the handbells, right? You know, you've seen those little bells that kids play. The colors of the boom whackers are the same, right? Mm. So they're learning as they go along the way. And all these things are um, prerequisites to percussion um, or a different instrument, you know? And so we're telling the kids, you know, you're not just beating on things. This is a worship tool. And before you know it, you're going to be in the handbells group. 
And you've seen the Hatfield choirs, boy, they play in church, don't they? That's part of worship. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you just do, you go through that process of explaining that to the kids as they go through the program. And you're exactly right. We do all of these things and it reflects the body of Christ. Not everybody is called to serve in the same way, just as not everyone in the body of Christ is called to serve in the same way. Music, worship arts, it's the same thing with children. If they can find their niche, if they can find a way to worship God through that, then you've been a success. So your Worship Arts for Kids program runs, uh, as you mentioned, it runs during the school year. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and then each year they kind of graduate into the next year uh, with their school age and they do have, have a new new component to that. Uh, how do you, uh, uh, how do you, within the year, how do you um, help kids? Because it's, I love the purpose, purposefulness of the name Worship Arts for Kids. Um, and so you're, you are making a, a big deal about teaching that all of what they're doing, whether it's boomwhackers or chimes or whatever, they're, they're all, it's all an exp, an, a worship expression, which is really what music is. Um, and so, so what is it that you do um, to help, uh, help the kids realize that what they're doing, even at the earlier stages, that it's a worship component. Do you have some sort of way that uh, a demonstration or something like that, that helps them realize that this is, this is a worship experience. Yes. Um, well, first of all, we tell them that it is. That yeah, we're not just, you know, uh, this isn't just romper room, wasting time, hour. We're doing this to serve the Lord, to glorify right. and all that. But yes, about every six weeks when the kids come to their end, the end of their rotation, we have what we call our demonstration night or demonstration celebration. And at that point, we invite the parents in. Uh, so let's say with Boomwhackers, the uh, the first grade parents all go to the first grade music room and they sit around the, the periphery of the room uh, and they watch the kids and they watch the kids play Jesus Loves Me or Oh, How I Love Jesus or, you know, something like mm-hmm. that. When we connect the dots between, actually what we're doing is we're connecting the dots for the parents so that they see the value in what we're doing and what their children are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I briefly touched on some parents just drop their kids off so they can go to Starbucks and they think that it's like a babysitting hour. Yeah. Well, they come to our demonstration and they see, oh, wow, they're actually praising the Lord. They've actually learned to him. They're actually doing these things and there's value and worth to it. Um, and I think it, it, um, it also draws parents into, you know, maybe we should be more involved in what the kids are doing and be involved in worship ourselves and yeah. either worship ministry or in the service itself, if that makes yeah. sense. We're, we try to bridge the between what the kids are doing and, and what the parents see them do and see them experience. And that's so important. Finding ways. Um, so many of the, the ministries we do in kids ministry, the hearts of kids and leaders that I know, um, the goal is really to find that bridge. How do we bridge our relationship with our kids, with their, with the kids, to the relationship to their their parents and the family and, and their caregivers? And uh, what what is what an important strategic way uh, to do that? Uh, because if you again, if you've been in church any amount of time, the fastest way to get parents in the door. To participate in something is put their kids up front, um, right. and so uh, th- what? What a great way to use that tool um, to help kids see that they they can lead in in, mm-hmm. in this worship experience. Mm-hmm. Help parents see that yes, like you said, they're learning something. It's 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 engaging. It's not um, you know kids aren't bored. I, 
I know all of my kids, when they were in the program, uh, that was one of the highlights of the week was being able to go uh, to WAC. And so I, it's, it's such an important ministry. And I love the fact that it's so strategic and intentional about uh, getting out into the family. That's so important. Many of our, our, uh, our the churches that we serve at LifeWay Kids have experienced this over the last year. A lot of things got suspended. VBS got suspended. Um, a lot of our uh, general normal programming has gotten suspended, but um, uh, maybe it's just there are some churches out there, some some listeners who probably serve in churches who say, you know, we, we normally do a choir, but I hadn't figured out a way uh, to do that during the pandemic. Uh, I think you have, a, have have heard of a few ways that you could share that might be some an encouragement to yeah. churches who were uh, had to suspend their choirs, but they still want to try to do something. Exactly, exactly. Um, let me share some ideas with that. Uh, first of all, if you do a Zoom choir, a group, um, make sure that you keep it to 30 minutes or less, 25, 20 minutes. Because as you know, when the pandemic hit, everybody went to Zooming and Skyping and Microsoft Teams and all these things. Yeah. And at first it was awesome and wonderful. But then after a while, the kids got tired of it. You know, and they don't want to have to stare at a screen anymore. And so um, your Zoom choir is going to look different. You want to have a shorter um, time there, but you also, it's it's impossible to sing. Yeah, <laughs> really, yeah. <laughs> As I'm sure you already know. But so, but you can change your other activities. Like you start your, your Zoom choir and uh, as different kids are logging on, um, maybe you have kind of a show and tell activity. You know, mm-hmm. you might ask kids, who's lost a tooth this week? You know, and you yeah. have them talk about that. <laughs> or maybe they show their pet or uh, maybe Johnny has learned to play a little song on the piano and he'll play it for everybody. You know, that's so that's sort of your early arrivers beginning activity. Um, now, you, there are ways that you can sing with kids, uh, but not as a group, but you can as an individual. So uh, it's more of a call and response thing. So I would sing to you, um, hello, Jeremy, how are you today? And then I'd give you time to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, Very fine, thank you, or whatever. And so you do a few kids, you don't do all of them, because again, you're going to lose those kids. So you just spend two or three minutes doing that, and then you switch activities. And maybe you come back to more singing. Another thing would be to ask a question of kids. And again, you're going to do that for a minute or two and then go do another activity. Like the would you rather questions. So you ask, okay, Jeremy, would you rather have four arms or four legs? Hmm. And why? You know, yeah. so you have those types of questions where a kid gives their answer, but they also say why. And it gives them a chance to express themselves. Maybe they don't have that chance during a regular face-to-face choir, but they would in this case. Oh, those are some those are some fun ways in, uh, to engage kids in, in uh, certainly a, a Zoom-heavy, a, a virtual-heavy environment right now. And um, like you said, it's, it's certainly difficult to do, uh, if not impossible, to do music. Uh, proper, um, regardless of what it is, any kind of ensemble type activity, but um, but there are some things you can do. And at this point, really, it's just a matter of continuing to engage the kids um, to let them let them know that you haven't forgotten them. Um, let them know that that you you're still out out where you are and you still care about them, and, and you can't wait to the time where you get to see them again, and you're excited about that. Exactly. Um, well, well, no doubt that that has brought us to a place where um, maybe. 
maybe there we have some listeners and and we have a lot of listeners who are are going some are going to be some from traditional uh type churches that have choirs and some that don't um don't have choirs and maybe they're not musical themselves they think i just can't even do a choir or anything like this it sounds great but i i, I don't have the staff i can't do it um but really you could start this certainly small uh, first baptist keller started small years and years and years ago, uh, it's grown into what it is now. And, and it doesn't have to start at the scale at which, uh, which you all do it. But okay. if you had, a, uh, had a, a leader come to you and say, uh, hey, I really want to start a choir or some sort of music program at my church. Um, can, can, you, can you point me in the right direction? I don't really have any extra volunteers. I really don't have anything. Um, how can I start? Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, there are lots of excellent uh, curriculums out there. And Lifeway uh, produces several of them. They're um, children's music ministry stuff, and uh, that addresses having choir of all ages. You know, not mm-hmm. just third grade or fourth grade, but it's grades one through six, which might be a situation in a church that's never started that. So that would be a great um, starting point is to see what's out there. And the, the beauty of that particular curriculum is it gives you the lesson plan. It, it tells you what page the song is on and it comes with a CD and all that stuff. So the kit is right there for you. So it's easy to uh, jump in there and start with that. So you're not really having to reinvent the wheels, start from nothing, so to speak. Now, if you want to go with um, something a little different, similar to what we're doing, you know, start out by um, choosing hymns that you might want to teach the kids. And then also, if you want to do other activities like boomwhackers or chimes or guitar, whatever, maybe you don't have those resources, but look at the resources that you do have. You know, for example, maybe you've got uh, an adult that has a passion for photography. And you could somehow incorporate photography into worship arts, you know, Um, uh, media ministry, worship tech side of it, whatever that is, to uh, explore a different part of worship arts and how that fits into the worship service and use that with your kids. Teach your kids about that. It doesn't all have to be the same cookie cutter program Whatever, if the Lord is leading you to do something, he's going to bless you and he's going to provide you with what he wants you to do as long as you're seeking him first, you know, yeah. going back to Matthew six thirty three. That's good. Yeah. And so, so uh, kind of takeaways from that is look at, look at, um, at your own treasure chest of people in your church, look and see uh, what you have uh, available to you. Mm-hmm. Um, build a program out of that um, mm-hmm. with those needs. And if it's just you and one other person, that's okay. Um, it doesn't have to have a whole bunch of rotations yet. Like you can look toward that at, at, at another time, but just start where you are. Um, and, and then the other key takeaway is, is, do uh, do what you can do to blend back to where we started the whole conversation, do what you can do to blend different approaches. Um, and so you, again, you may not be able to do six different approaches, uh, but maybe you can do one approach one week and another approach another week or, or something like that, uh, whether it's rhythm sticks or, or anything like that. So there's all different kinds of ways, but my encouragement would be to find ways to, um, diversify. Don't focus on the singing component only. Um, so look and see what kind of resources, people resources you have around you that, that in those relationships, uh, start from where you can and, and really look toward building a, a worship arts, 
approach so that you're teaching kids that however we live our life, however we do things, it's all worship uh, unto the Lord. That's right. And uh, I would be remiss if we didn't uh, spend just a second. We, we can't, we don't have time to do it. We, this was an, to do an entire conversation about worship, uh, children and worship. Um, that's really an, a, an entire podcast all into itself. But um, uh, let's just, let me just say this uh, and say, Alex, if you have a comment too, but we, we've kind of talked through music is important. It's part of God's people as part of us is, is who God has made us to be as both just people and as, as believers. Um, it's so, so important. So my encouragement would be this, uh, just work hard to find a way to incorporate music into the ministry to your kids uh, in some way. Uh, if it's if it's a separate worship service, if it's uh, you can do some of these things inside that. Um, you can uh, if you don't if you don't want to do a children's choir, you could do some of these rhythm sticks and and um, other types of worship expressions. You can do those in a children's worship time if that's what your children uh, your children's ministry has. So there's all kinds of ways you can do it. So, but my encouragement is music is just too important uh, to to God and to who He He's made us to be. To just not do it. So find ways that you can do that uh, inside your ministry in some capacity uh, and find people who who um, maybe that's going to be a new avenue for some volunteers for you that you haven't been able uh, to to connect with. Any other comment on that, Stacey? Um, when you're looking for people, um, you don't necessarily have to look for your most talented musicians. You need to look for people that love the Lord. Yeah. And kids. You know, and um, what I tell my directors is that when the, a child leaves your whack room on Wednesday nights, they need to know these three things. And in this order, number one, that God loves them. When they leave your room, they need to know that God loves them. Number two, they need to know that you love them as a teacher and that you were glad they were there that night. Uh, the third thing, if they learn some music along the way, some worship arts along the way, that's great. But it is all about glorifying the Lord, worshiping the Lord, pointing others to Jesus. That's that's what it's got to be about. And if we seek him first, just as Matthew 6, 33 says, you know, seek him first and his righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Whack, worship arts for kids. It works the children's choir. It works the same way. You seek him first. You put him first. Everything else is going to fall into place. Well, that's a great word to end on. Thank you, Stacey, for uh, joining me today. It's good to talk to you and catch up with you a little bit here, um, what the Lord's doing uh, over in Keller. Uh, listeners, thank you for joining us today. Um, we know that there's so many uh, challenges and obstacles facing uh, a lot of our ministries. Uh, children just aren't where they have been in, in the past, uh, be before the last year. And mm -hmm. so we want to make sure that you know uh, that, that we at Lifeway Kids are here for you. Uh, if you go to lifeway.com slash kids ministry from anywhere, you'll find some some tips and strategies uh, and resources to help you teach, reach, and disciple the kids, uh, maybe in some ways you haven't thought about. Um, but but th that these things will apply to um, your Sunday school type hour, to your choir type hour, uh, your worship experience, whatever uh, type of ministry you have. Uh, Lifeway.com slash kids ministry from anywhere will give you some great tips uh, to help you reach kids where they are when they can't come to where you are. Looking forward to being with all of you again uh, on another episode. Thanks for joining us here on the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. <laughs>